So I'm speaking today to women who have a goal of sexual purity. You've read what God has said on the topic. You've come to the realization that this is the best pursuit for the well-being of your soul, your body, your mind. You've set your standards in a place that is way different than the rest of the world right now. And more power to you girls. So today I'm going to share some strategies, 18 of them, to help you win that battle. This is part of a series that I taught to young women that I wrote called Now Fly that I often would teach in between the end of high school and the beginning of college years. But there is some flexibility there. And so I would teach it to all kinds of young women that I was mentoring. And so I hope you will find this information helpful to you to help you meet that goal of your own sexual purity. You know, I think it's probably one of the biggest stumbling blocks right, right now. I mean, a lot of people are going to fall into this before they're going to fall into a lot of the other self-destructive modes. In fact, you know, right now the world is preaching like a sexual recklessness. I heard one say that she's promoting like a thought leader out there. I mean, literally she goes, she's promoting sexual recklessness. So you guys amaze me to be so counter culture in this area because the benefits are vast and immeasurable. So here we go in support of you. Yay you. And so let's get rolling on this 18 things to do when men are making you want to be short sighted. Number one, Drop today the boyfriend who's shallow enough to love your body more than your eternal well-being. He's too selfish to be in charge of your future happiness or the father of your children. Never feel locked into a relationship until after your wedding. Seriously. Number two. Visualize lust as a tennis ball. When life whacks it into your court, in other words, your mind, you don't grab it and hold it and smell it. You whack it out of the court of your mind instantly. This is the key to changing your mind, which is the key to changing your life, which is the key to changing your future. So visualizing less as a tennis ball, it kick it out instantly, instantly, instantly. Okay, switch gears. This is a habit that's going to do you some good. This habit of taking control of your head, it works not just in this area, but all kinds of other areas. So remember that little technique. Uh, number three, realize that lust is as addictive as any drug. One taste followed by another increases your appetite exponentially. So nip it in the bud. Number four, find other avenues of excitement and adventure. I mean, the sky is the limit. Literally, there is a lot of adventure to be had, a lot of avenues of excitement. So seek those out. Number five, view men from God's eyes, like forever view men from God's eyes. You know, they are a soul that happens to be housed in a body. Okay, so view them that way because that's the reality. Number six, view temptation as an opportunity to do the right thing, to show God you are willing to sacrifice what you want in order to show how appreciative you are for his own sacrifice. It's amazing what he sacrificed toward your eternal well-being. Surely we can sacrifice this until after marriage in view of that. Number seven, 
spend an hour a day. I mean, an hour a day listening and talking to God. Build a relationship that you love God too much to crucify afresh his son by participating in the sins that caused his son's death. I mean, that's what we're talking about. That's the reality of the situation. Love God too much to do that again. Number eight, be too busy achieving your spiritual, academic, career, or athletic goals during your pre-marriage years to pine. You know, wear yourself out on these kinds of other endeavors. Number nine, don't fill your life with Satan's advertising. So I'm talking friends, websites, songs, books, magazines, movies, television shows that talk up how fun fornication is. I mean, that is evil companionships. Those can often be virtual. They don't have to be in person. So don't listen to the false advertising in this area. I mean, I don't even know if you can own a TV these days. Because even if you're watching something that is not advertising like that, then you got the commercials. So wean yourself off a lot of the media. It's only going to get darker and darker and find better entertainment elsewhere. Number 10. Learn to say no to yourself in other aspects of life. Junk food, habitually sleeping late, skipping out on responsibilities. I mean, if you're used to saying no to yourself, you'll be practiced at in this department. Don't draw your lines where your Christian friends draw theirs. They are not the standard. Draw your lines where you already know you should. And that's this side of lust. So I'm talking... Put your brain in the driver's seat and your feelings in the back seat of your life. And by that, I mean lead with your head always. Number 13, make decisions on every day you will be glad you made next year in a decade, right? Forward thinking. Number 14, visualize a hungry lion on the other side of sin's door begging you to open it so he can pounce and destroy you. First Peter 5, 8. I mean, that's how God describes the enemy of our soul. He's, he's a hungry lion seeking someone to devour. Uh, connect that visualization to when you need it to battle this temptation. I mean, you're in more danger than being face to face with a physical hungry lion because the most a physical hungry lion can do is eat your flesh. Satan, the enemy of our soul, is a spiritual hungry lion wanting to eat your soul. So do not give him the opportunity. Number 15, make decisions you hope your own children will make one day. You'll be having these conversations with your own children. You want to be in a position where you can tell them victory stories, right? Number 16, maintain your self-worth by your value in God's eyes, by accomplishing his will, by doing acts of service and realizing your goals, not by being able to turn someone on, which is about as easy as exhaling. Don't make boys stumble just to boost your own ego. That is not only the epitome of selfishness, it's just plain mean. Number 17, realize your lust is as ugly as anyone else's. Make the mental connection in your mind that God has drawn. To go back to our sin is in reality as nauseating as a dog eating its own vomit. It's beyond gross. It's graphic. Sorry. So is sin. 
Second Peter 2.22. Make that connection in your head to this before marriage, okay? Whatever it takes to make it to the goal. So number 18, another reward of avoiding the habit of playing with fire. You won't have feelings of withdrawal and depression while giving it up. Okay, so that's another advantage of avoiding playing with fire, so to speak. So I am praying right now for your victory over this. Maybe one of the most challenging things that you ever face in your life. You can do this by the strength that God supplies. In your head, tell yourself there's no other option. Love you guys. I have your best interest at heart. Willing to talk about awkward stuff for the well-being of your soul. And God bless.